0: Hi, Tess Um reading a story on Barbie's uh, podcast, Barbie Does Change. Um, she's allowed me a little time to read, so here I go. This story is called Army Surplus Yummies. I grew up in, in the industrial shipping lane. Lane trade town on the u s side of the Great Freshwater Lake, Ontario, the freshwater lakes were inspired, and the wind by by the wind that was born there. But I tell you the nineteen fifty times were hard for all living on those great lakes, <clears throat> and especially true for my young, insignificant, pathetic self. Most people moving into town with us immigrants had their back-breaking labor applied to the brick wall of society trying to get in the fort somewhere. The more they chipped at the stone walls, the harder they became because the intention was to keep those other immigrated folks out. Keep those immigrating fornicators out. With that on the outside, environment inside, I never knew why we were starving in my old cold city. Oh, how I counted on those big green army trucks with round canvas tops coming, wheeling in, rambling into town to hand out food each month in the 1950s. Mom worked at the factory, and I worked for my grandparents, peeling carrots and onions in my Greek family restaurant, but I couldn't eat there. How I waited for those trucks to come wheeling down the block and the hazy light and plotted and planned to get more food and more food each time. I had a thought. The bigger the baby got, the more the baby could carry. One glorious food day, I took the baby and I put it by the stop sign on the corner well out of the road and yelled at her. Stay here, you must stay here, I said snarling. I'll be right there, pointing in the crowd, and I'll be right back. I always had to hit her to make her mind because she wouldn't stay by my side and she was trying to get away. It made it really hard because I was pretty little. It was hard to keep track of her. Stay close. You have to stay with me, I used to tell her. We had to get down the long hallway past the puke, the dog shit, the drunks passed out laying there on the floor and more dogs until the litter fu- little fucker in the front apartment, who was sheer evil, formed with horns. Horns. I needed my hands free to wail him, who tried to grab us, and and the baby had to hang on to me, pure and simple. We made it most times, but today was a good food-getting day. When I got the baby situated, I gazed over at my doorway, walk up, watching everyone go in and out of the shadows. I wanted that scene to live in my mind forever. The dust sure stole any recognition of their faces because they were all backlit by the going-to-be-humid sun. The air was filled with orange dust and feathers from chickens. It was hazy. All the neighborhood looked forward to more food and everybody was hanging around, gruff on and posing and gambling like always, trying to act like they're not waiting for the truck. Mostly everybody was still drunk. It was very early in the morning. The men had some of the leather swag and shuffle, scratching their feet in half circles only the Puerto Rican feet can do correctly. The skinny ankle sharp boots those guys kind of were those guys kind of were walking to the leftover rhythm in the air hung over from the bar band last night. Ah, what a ruckus night I heard in the future. Good for me, they'll be slow hung over. I said. When the truck came and rumbled to a stop, I heard the bang of the tail, truck tail, tailgate, chains clanging down with the big chains banging it and the shuffling of feet that took a layer of leather off the bottoms of their shoes, leaving it square on a cement sidewalk, all moving and going nowhere fast. No wonder the cobbler is happy, I said, taking off like lightning. Hey, let me in, I screamed, kicking shins, making myself heard. People straightened up and cursed me. I struggled in foot and put up my best hands to get the five-pound brick of dyed yellow cheese in a gray cardboard long box. When I grabbed it, I loved to go above myself and see how I managed and flew around, getting the bird's-eye view look from above. My saw, smaller dragonfly mind speedingly went the other mind and screamed and said, Oh, my God, the baby, the baby As terror, fired at my feet like rockets, and I flew back. And I put the box of dyed yellow cheese in the gray cardboard box with the baby, saying, I don't let anybody take this from you. I'll be back with more. She said to the baby in her cowgirl hero's voice to the baby who was clueless. I went back again and got caro syrup. Back to the baby, sure enough, the Velveeta was gone. I left the syrup, went back to grab the three-pound aluminum can of peanut butter. This time, the syrup was still there, big fucking whup, again and again. God damn it, I ran and I scuttled, it was so hot, and the fucking adults stunk and their arses never washed. I'm ready to puke to be at their level, but powdered milk and lard? Who will get it if not for me? I heard someone yell inside of me. It was worth it. It was food. All the rotted apples I ate, brown and mushy. No vegetables I knew about. We got an orange in our stockings at Christmas and some walnuts and shells that we cracked open with rocks from the lake. Gifts from the Democratic Party headquarters. Bless them for their beautifully wrapped with red ribbon Christmas box and the boiled cabbage dinner. Army yummies, all that outdated old World War Two stamp food, USDA surplus food being handed out to the starving in the cities during the 1950s. It was my real reason to thank God the fucking war was over. Hallelujah. Men came home from the war and Ma said, some men still lived, I heard. Now how are you going to get this home? I was asking myself. Are you going to leave the baby or all all the food? My voice said. Oh my God, the the baby. Oh my God. Yeah, the food's there and the baby's there and who the hell wants another baby? Who'd steal a baby? I was thinking. But when I got back, sure enough, all the food was gone and the baby was there. Arriving... I put the baby back in its crib, and I ran out mumbling again to myself. Stealing food from the store is way easier than fighting with all these people to get some. It all ended as it began with that baby on my hip, and somehow this baby is becoming part of me, and I don't like it. My wounded pride at getting snookered and and not my body battle scars took me home in their limousine and held me in their backseat arms and let me fume, sniffle, and feel bad. The end.